Good morning, church. Can you all hear me okay? All right. Again, my name is Durr. I am one of the pastors on the teaching team, and I, I frequently lead worship. So, at a small church plant, everybody does everything. So you'll see all of us flowing around, right? Again, welcome to Roots. Um, if you're visiting with us this morning, we're really glad that you're worshiping with us. So, uh, today we continue in our third week of our Advent Conspiracy Sermon Series. Due to the fun activities we've got planned around the room, I'm going to be giving a shorter message this morning um, so that we can uh, enjoy those activities. First, can we do a big thank you to everyone who brought the snacks and set up? It's going to be really fun for our families. Um, so the topic this morning is give more. When we say give more, how do we measure the value of a gift? Because when we consider the economic cost of a gift, there's a number of factors like inflation or supply and demand, or uh, was the gift on sale during Amazon's Black Friday deals when we bought it? Um, or is it the same object or gift but in a different brand, different logo, right? There's a lot of variables that come into play here. So it's hard to put a fixed price tag or value on a gift when that value fluctuates uh, from year to year from certain one season of sale to another. So what does it look like to give more? How do we assess the amount that we're already giving and how do we increase that giving? Does it mean giving more expensive gifts but in smaller quantity? Does it mean the opposite of that, giving uh, more gifts numerically, but less expensive in price tag, so that we can give more to more people? Does giving more imply giving our time and our energy and our attention? Or is it like the poor widow who, although she only gave two small coins, it was everything that she had? So is giving more proportionate to what we already possess? There's not a simple answer for what it means to, to give more when we, when we hear the words give more. But not only does the gift itself matter, but the person receiving the gift also shapes the value of that gift. Because you could buy someone a $10 mug with a Vikings logo on it, and that might mean the world to one person. But if you gave that mug to somebody, say, from Wisconsin, <laughs> that would hold very, very little meaning to that person, right? And if Pastor TC were here, I would say a Saints logo. He's a big Saints fan. As we are in the Advent season of anticipating the birth of Jesus, to be with God's people, to be with us, I want to invite us then to see the value of a gift as something intrinsically relational between two people or two parties. That the true value of any gift is the shared meaning that it has for both the giver and the receiver. I think this is a good place to start answering that question, what does it mean to give more? Let me pray for us this morning before we continue. God, we approach your throne of grace with confidence in Jesus' name. As a living community of faith, we acknowledge 
that the life source of our community is you, triune God. So Lord, in this time, we open our hearts and our hands, we open our minds and our lives for you to speak on what giving more looks like as we continue waiting for the greatest gift as we remember the birth and the presence of Christ with his people. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Let me read for us from John 3, 16 through 17 this morning. The scripture should be displayed on the slides behind me as well. You can follow along that way or you can follow on your device or your Bible. John 3, 16, 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him. If we recall the opening verses of John's Gospel, the Gospel that we just read, it starts with, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. The Word from John 1, of course, is referring to Jesus, the Son of God. You see, the triune God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit shares this mutual love within the community that is the Godhead. And this mutual love within the triune God has been from eternity past. Before the creation of the world, even. Perfect community within itself, the triune God has lacked nothing in all eternity, both before or after creating the world. God himself knows that there is nothing more valuable than God's own self. God is the most high God. God is unequaled, unrivaled, uncreated, without beginning, without end. And Jesus, the Word, the Son of God, is part of that infinite beauty and worth and value within the triune Godhead. So for God to break out of this perfect and mutual love from all eternity past for a moment, to give something as precious as God's one and only Son, Jesus to us, a humanity in deep need of him, this reveals something about the value that God places on you and on me. That when God looks out at creation, broken and in pain as it is, God decides that it's worth it to offer his son for us, to redeem creation. So the value of the gift, Jesus, reveals something about the value of the recipient. That's us. Fallen human, fallen creation that longs for healing longs for renewal. This logic also goes the other direction. It's when we really value someone that that's when we are more inclined to give a, a gift of high value to that person. 
right? So when we value someone, we tend to give more valuable gifts to that person. Again, because the value of a gift is the shared meaning that it has between the giver and the receiver. It's not just the value of the cost of purchase, right? Well, I really like the Vikings. I don't. But if I did, and if I got you a really cool Vikings mug that I paid 50 bucks for your name to be custom engraved on it, I hold so much value for me, right? But you from Wisconsin or from Illinois or wherever else, you know, you should see the value in this gift that I have given you. It doesn't quite work like that, does it? The true value of a gift is uh, intrinsically relational and it's um, the value is found in the shared meaning between the giver and the receiver. So because God places such high value on us, that is why God is willing to give something as precious as God's son to us. For me, as someone who converted to faith in Jesus in my early 20s, um, this aspect of Jesus as a gift really resonates with me for a couple of reasons. Um, God knows his creation so well, like God knew me better than I knew myself, that when creation, that when I didn't know that Jesus was the gift that I needed, God was still willing to give that gift over. All my life, I didn't know that I needed Jesus. I had a sense, like most of us at some point in our lives, that something deeply foundational was missing in what it means to be alive and missing in what it means to be human. Um, I had a longing for, for things. I had a longing for truth and for renewal, but I didn't know that that would be found in the person of Jesus. See, unlike some of us, God is not a bad gift giver, right? Um, I, I may or may not be one of those bad gift givers. God knows that in the brokenness of creation, we long for something, that we long for the healing and renewal. God knows what kind of gift to give us, because God knows us, because gifts are, again, inherently relational. So God didn't give his one and only son uh, blindly to us, as, as, if, as if there could have been a, a better alternative, right? Like a better gift. Uh, God knows us. God knows our hearts. He knows our wishes, our deepest longings. Not just human hearts, but I believe God knows what even all of creation longs for. Even the things like the heavenly realms, even mountains and rivers and valleys and trees and plants and animals. It's all part of the system of creation that God made. And I think all of creation is longing for something. And God knows what that is. So God is not a bad gift giver. He knows his creation. He knows what will resolve and satisfy that longing. So as God's gift to his people, King Jesus shows us what it means to 
have true life and to have life eternal with God. I think our smaller gifts from one person to another can also um, be life-giving in a similar way. So based on God giving Jesus to humanity, I think giving more takes into account this shared meaning of a gift between the giving party and the receiving party because, again, gifts are so relational. They find their meaning in relationship. And the giver knows who the receiver is. The giver values the receiver and is willing to give a gift of high value because they value the receiver. And this value is shared within this transaction. So, friends, in this Advent season, then, I want us to be freed from the pressure that we have to um, spend mindlessly and buy as many gifts as we can for the 45 people in our lives. Um, I want to release us of that pressure that if you think that's what makes a good giver, um, I want to invite you to see how God giving Jesus to us as the, um, the real measure of what it means uh, to give. Um. So be free from that pressure to spend mindlessly this Advent season. Instead, encourage us to pause to consider who the people in our lives are and what gifts of shared value might bring greater joy and greater life to them in the same way that God's gift to you has brought joy in life to you. Short message. Let me pray for us. Lord, as we sit in silence, we think about the the mutual love and the fellowship that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit has been enjoying and experiencing within itself from eternity past. And we think about how us in broken creation, in our pain and in our longing, God, that you saw it fit to break out of that perfect triune Godhead, even just for a moment, that you would send Jesus to be with us and the cost that that was for you. And yet you were so willing to to pay that price to redeem that which originally belonged to you. God, we think about how the ways in which you give of yourself teaches us um, how to give of ourselves. So Lord, in this season of, of giving and receiving, God, we pray that Jesus as the, the greatest gift that anyone can ever receive would be um, at the center of why we give. 
but thank you for giving yourself, for teaching us to do the same, and for inviting us into hope and life eternal, that apart from you, we would be hopelessly lost. So God, thank you for the renewal that you're bringing into our world, and we give you the thanks and the praise. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.